Mars is a mysterious, cool-looking red planet fourth in line from the Sun. It's the only one we've landed rovers on, and one day soon, we hope to visit it in person. While there really isn't a lot to do on Mars since it's just a bunch of dust and rocks, maybe it wasn't always like that. Back in the early days of our solar system, when Earth and Mars were buddies, they had a lot more in common than they do now. They both had plentiful oceans and a nice atmosphere heavy with carbon dioxide. We often hear that carbon dioxide is bad, but it is also really important to have just the right amount. Carbon dioxide, or CO2, is a greenhouse gas, meaning it traps the sun's energy and stops our oceans from becoming solid lumps of ice. We don't want too much of it, of course, because then our ice caps will melt, causing the sea levels to rise, which is already happening. What we know for certain is that water was once plentiful on Mars. We can still see miles of dried-up riverbeds and their twisting turns, just like ours on Earth. Our recent rover landings have confirmed that there definitely were oceans at one time in the past. So, with great atmospheres and nice unfrozen water, both planets were ripe for the arrival of life. But only one made it to the big time. Something had gone badly wrong on Mars. Whereas a lot of Earth's carbon dioxide got absorbed by rocks and oceans, allowing its atmosphere to become oxygen-rich, Mars sadly lost all of its water and most of its atmosphere disappeared. It now has such a thin atmosphere, water could not stay on the planet even if it wanted to. There just isn't enough pressure to keep it in place. So over a period of about a 100 million years, stripped of its atmosphere and water, Mars was left a cold, empty desert of a place, while life exploded right next door. So what the heck happened? Well, while Mars has some similarities with Earth, for example, the lengths of its days, Mars is different to Earth in a few other ways. It has two tiny moons. We have just one big one. It takes 687 days for Mars to get around the sun, but our year is about half that. Mars is further from the sun than us, making it a lot colder. But the key differences that denied us some Martian friends to experiment on, um, oops, <laughs> I meant get to know, are to do with its size. First up, Mars is just a baby compared to Earth, a little over half the diameter. It's the second smallest planet in the solar system. In fact, you could fit six Mars inside the volume of the Earth. It also only has about a tenth of the mass of the Earth. This is important because having a smaller, less dense core will have made it harder for Mars to hold on to its protective magnetic shield. Although a magnetic shield sounds like something only Captain America would have, it is something all of us on Earth rely on. It keeps our atmosphere intact, safe from the onslaught of particles from the sun. Without it, we too would lose all of our oxygen, our greenhouse gases, and water, and end up looking a lot like, well, Mars, actually. NASA launched a special mission called MAVEN in 2013 to find out what happened on Mars. What Maven saw was that Mars loses, on average, about 100 grams, which is about a quarter of a pound, of atmosphere to space every second. During solar flaring events, where the solar wind becomes much stronger than normal, that increases to about 20 times the typical value. When the atmosphere was much denser, back in those early days, the same level of solar wind would strip it away much more quickly. So that pretty much explains it all, really. Thanks to the MAVEN mission, we now know the whole sad story. Four billion years ago, the core of Mars became inactive. Its magnetic field disappeared. 
and the solar winds stripped the atmosphere away. It just goes to show that when it comes to planetary survival, size really does matter. Mars, you may be small and empty, but will always be neighbors. If you ever need anything, a cup of sugar, an atmosphere, whatever it is, you know you have only to ask. You've been listening to Deep Astronomy Space Cadet Podcasts. I'm Tony Darnell, and that's all for now. If you've loved this series, why not follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and let me know you'd like more. Tell me what you want to hear about, and I'll do my best. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel for more in-depth discussions and videos about all things space. Thank you again for listening, and as always, keep looking up.